thanks for joining me for episode number 46 of Gunfighter Cast. This episode is probably going to be my last episode I do before I go to MAG-40 since I'm leaving in two days to fly to Salt Lake City from here. And I got a lot of stuff planned. I'm taking my little handy-dandy Zoom microphone and my laptop. Uh, this Zoom microphone is the one that you guys paid about half on for me uh, a year or so ago. Thanks for that. I'm going to put it to use again. Going to go hang out with Masayu, Gail Pepin, the Gun Dudes, a few other people that you recognize around the network, and a lot of listeners, as well as George Hill and Joseph Chetwood uh, with Crusader Weaponry and Crusader Training. My whole plan is to get definitely some audio with the Gun Dudes and maybe a whole show with them, and I hope to sit down with George and Joe and the three of us do a show, maybe get Mass and Gale together again. That's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to get at least three shows out of this uh, this Mag 40, and I'm sure the, all the other podcasters are wanting to do the same thing, so we'll probably just take turns doing podcasts for you guys. So it'll be like you guys are actually there. And I wish you guys could be there, but I do want to thank you again for allowing me to go. It's been amazing what you guys have done, putting together the money through the Gun Dudes and everybody else. Uh, to get me to this course. It's quite a bit of money that you guys came up with, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to go get some good training, go have a good time, and I'm going to share every second of it that I can with you guys because you guys made it happen. Thanks again for that. Could not be more excited, ready to get off this island for a week, really ready to visit Utah and hang out with the gun dudes. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Couldn't be more excited. My wife's not so excited because they happen to schedule this during uh, our wedding anniversary, but she's a good woman, military wife. She knows how it is. We'll do our wedding anniversary when I get back. But uh, thanks again, guys, for that. Cannot thank you enough. Cannot put into words how much you know th- this is, means to me for you guys to go out of your way, spend your own money in the way the economy is and the way everybody's probably hurting right now to do something for some guy you don't even know that runs his mouth on a microphone every once in a while. You guys are freaking awesome. I don't even know what else to say. Thanks. All right, as far as topic, I want to talk a little bit about military being able to carry firearms, whether it's on base or off base, while in uniform. Now, Marines, we're really strict about not wearing camouflage utilities off base. You have to wear a service uniform off base. You can't wear a dress uniform. Uh, well, you, can, you can't wear a dress blue Bravos or dress blue Alphas off base, uh, but you can wear Deltas or Charlies. You can't wear camouflage utilities at all. You see Army and Air Force out often in camouflage utilities. I've been told that they have policies against it. It's just not enforced. Uh, some people have told me that it doesn't matter if they're on base or off of that without, with camis on or uh, ACUs, whatever they call them these days. Marines, we just call them camis, camouflage utilities. I don't know. That is, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is if they are on base or off base, they're in uniform or out of uniform, and they have a local state or their state that they're in honors this concealed carry permit for that area. They should be able to carry on base concealed. I believe that I should go to the armory in the morning, pick up a pistol, some ammunition, some magazines, put my pistol in my holster, and walk around all day with a pistol with ammo on base. And that shouldn't be a problem. I shouldn't be looked at like I'm crazy doing that. It should be perfectly normal. Now, I'm trusted to go to foreign countries. 
that has the visibility of the entire world control multiple vehicles that have machine guns on them. Some of these machine guns are machine guns that freaking shoot grenades. I'm talking about Mark 19s. You know, I have complete control of this, command and control, or am I even behind the gun myself? You could do all kinds of hurt with a machine gun that shoots grenades. All kinds. Now, I have this kind of, I've got that responsibility put on me. As my MOS and my rank, I'll have 40 to 60 Marines in my charge to basically shoot what I tell them to shoot and don't shoot what I tell them don't shoot. And we have a wide variety of missile launchers, rocket launchers, demolition, all kind of cool stuff to kill bad guys. But they could also be used to kill good guys or do bad things. But I, we, choose not to do those bad things with them. They're to do good, to do no harm. Just like I'm in the U.S., I'm going to be even more careful to do no harm to anybody who doesn't deserve harm done to them. But, and I was talking to an MP the other day, like two days ago, and he was explaining to me why he thinks that we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't allow military to carry guns on base. And I'll get into that here in a little bit. But I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. You know, we're trusting these people. I've got a few things written down. I got the problem, and I got the solution uh, to the problem. And then I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. It's probably last about 20 minutes. Following the last show when we talked about, me and Eric talked about uh, the Fast and the Furious. Don't want you to think this uh, gunfighter cast is going straight political. That's not happening. I just got to just basically got to work a couple of days ago. Started reading some uh, some news. A bad guy started shooting up an IHOP with some National Guardsmen in it that weren't armed. Now, they can't be armed off base. Well, I know the Marine Corps, even if you're in uniform, you cannot be armed off base while in uniform. You have to basically go change into civilian attire. Then you can carry your weapon, even though you're allowed to carry concealed. Even if you have a concealed carry permit, it doesn't matter. You can't do it in uniform. Okay, that doesn't make sense to me. Different story altogether. So they, they shot the IHOP and, and caused a lot of harm, and people were hurt, people were killed. This leads me to believe that the military is being targeted. Not just that, but then you got Major Muhammad, whatever his name is, you know, the, that went into Fort Hood and started shooting up the place. It's a gun-free zone. It's, it's on base. It's killing military members. It's a lot easier for these, you know, Al-Qaeda sympathizers, you know, these uh, Muslims that, that want us all to die or whatever, you know, not trying to generalize there, take it for what it is. This is the easiest place. Let's go home base and let's shoot up people. You want to kill military? Well, you try shooting at them in Afghanistan and see what happens. Well, they're going to turn around and shoot a lot of stuff, including those machine guns I talked about earlier that shoot grenades. So where is it easier to kill them? Well, let's go kill them when they're unarmed. Let's go do that. Let's go do it in, in, in the U.S. That makes it easier. So you catch these guys where they can't defend themselves, and they have to depend on... Uh, civilian law enforcement that works on base. Some of these are a little bit more high speed than other ones. Some are basically rent-a-cop status. No offense to anyone. Just saying. Uh, some of them are, are a step above. Some of them are, are, are some high speed bubbles that really know what they're doing. You know, it all depends. It's like the military. Same thing. Ever, you got the same thing in the military. You got the same thing in law enforcement all around. So, what I'm getting at here is they're not allowed to protect themselves. It's easier to kill them here at home in a gun-free zone than it is over in Afghanistan. It really is. And there was the recruiters that were shot a while back. So this is happening. This is going on. This isn't something that, that 
just happen once. It's a continuing thing. It doesn't happen on a regular basis. It doesn't happen every day or every week. But the threat is real. The threat's present. And, you know, we need to do something about it. Now, here's the problem. Somebody who wants to do harm, they can easily get a gun on base. Or maybe they're even in the military. They can just go to the armory and draw their weapon out, their personal weapon, say they're going to clean it or whatever. And maybe they've already brought their weapon, their ammo on base earlier. So now they got a gun and ammo, and they can take it wherever they want and go shoot up folks. That's how easy it is. It's not that hard. It really isn't. Anybody thinks it's harder to do that? Anybody thinks it's difficult to get a weapon on base or ammunition on base? <laughs> You're insane. Incredibly easy. State can still carry permits. They're not honored by Department of Defense. They're not honored by the military bases. Now, maybe we should say that these military bases can honor certain states. Maybe there's some states they don't honor. I'm okay with that. Let's find one that they do honor and let's get one. Hopefully it's a state that gives out a state permit so we can all get it. Uh, but they should at least honor the local uh, concealed carry that they're in. You know, if you're in the military and you're going to eat at the PX with your family or just with your coworkers or whatever, you can't protect yourself when somebody walks in there and starts shooting up the place. But if you change into civilian attire and a restaurant or a local food court, assuming you're in a place that has concealed carry laws, you can protect yourself. So I'm on this base and I'm supposed to be relying on the base security forces not allowing any weapons on and then relying on the base security forces knowing that someone's going to go attack this food court or whatever. And then I'm supposed to rely on them to respond before this guy kills me and, and shoots up the place for you know 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Five minutes, two minutes, you could kill 20 people easy. You know, it's, it's the response time is a problem. Oh, we can't rely on them. we got to be able to protect ourselves off base and on base. Just because I joined the military and I choose to go on base, I shouldn't be subjecting myself to more danger than I am off base. You know, even the military police, if they're off duty, they can't carry in that on-base food court. They can't carry in the PX. They can't carry in uniform or out of uniform if they're off duty. This also makes absolutely no sense to me. Okay, I got a simple solution to this problem. This is easy. No-brainer for me. Here's what we should do. Honor state concealed carry permits. If it works for the masses of concealed carry permit holders and crimes and bodily harm to innocents are prevented daily, just like we see all the time in the news. We see it uh, reports. There's, there's different podcasts that report uh, uses uses of firearm to uh, self defense. Uh, women are, are stopping rapists. Uh, people are stopping people from forcing entry into their house. Uh, armed robberies. It, it happens all the time. More guns equals less crime. More law abiding citizens carrying guns equals less crime. Uh, citizens, first line of defense against terrorists, against bad guys, anybody who wants to do will. The individual citizen is that first line of defense, and they're proving daily that they are. So it works off base. It works for the civilians. It works for the regular citizens of the United States. But we can't trust the military to come on base with a firearm. But we could trust that civilian to go to the bank or to go to the mall or wherever and carry a concealed weapon. Now, what they always say is, well, people, get, people argue a lot. You know how Marines are. You know how the way Army soldiers are. You know, they're going to argue. Somebody's going to snap and shoot somebody. I'm like, you know what? That is, that's old. That's tired. They've been saying that about concealed carry. Every state that has going to have a concealed carry law or an open carry law, they say the same thing. People get arguments and on you know road rage, this and that, and they shoot people. It's not happening. It's not happening. The 
people who pass the background checks, and I know a background check is not foolproof, but these concealed carry holders are not out committing violent crime. That's just statistics. That's that's the way it is. They're as much as they would the anti-gunners would love to be able to say that. They always say that that's what's going to happen, but they can never ever say that that's what happened when the law passed because it doesn't happen. So if it doesn't happen with the citizens of the United States, then why do we think it's going to happen with Marines? You know, the Marine Corps that I'm in, we consider ourselves, I get all kind of stuff fed in my brain and propaganda push and everything else all the time, talking about how we're America's finest. We are the top 2% of the United States of America. Those are the ones who joined the Marine Corps. Is Maybe it's 5%, I don't know, but a top percentage of U.S. citizens, they join the Marine Corps. Citizens love Marines, this and that, blah, blah, blah. We are America's finest. We're what America's citizenry, citizenry has to offer in the organization called the United States Marine Corps. Okay, so here's my question. You know, if it works for the citizens that aren't the top percentile, why wouldn't it work for the best that citizenry has to offer? You're kind of contradicting yourself by saying, I can't carry a GAT on base. That's all I'm saying. Okay, now, I'd say require those MPs to carry on duty, on base. If they're off duty and they're on base, require to kill them to carry their weapon. Now, if they're off base, you know, that's up to them. I can't say require them to carry their weapon off base, but if they want to carry it off base, that's perfectly fine. But that MP, that military police, that security force guy, girl, whatever, they should be required off duty to carry their firearm on base as long as they're not taking an alcoholic drink. It's my opinion. You're an MP. They say you're a Marine 24-7. Well, if you're an MP, then you're an MP 24-7. Even if you're in plain clothes, you need to be able to protect those people on the base, especially since they can't carry firearms either. You know, we can easily work out training issues. You know, the MP that I talked to was explaining to me how if we start letting people carry guns and there is an active killer going through a building like that food court, then what's going to happen is the responding unit's not going to know who to shoot. It's going to cause all kind of problems for the responding unit. They're not going to know what to do, and they're most likely going to kill the good guy. So uh, me, I, I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's, that's really good thinking. So basically you would rather have your unit respond, you know, I'd say 2 to 12 minutes, probably longer than that honestly. Get there late, dead bodies all over the place, and then go and find the bad guy that's still shooting people, rather than have a slight dynamic change in this environment to where that guy, the bad guy, only kills one to two people, and then 20 Marines pull out their guns and either tell this guy to drop his weapon, and he does immediately, or he turns the gun onto himself, because historically, these active killers uh, do not, whenever they lose control of the environment, and they are not allowed to decide how much longer they live or die, and that's in someone else's hands, they turn the gun on themselves. But we, we don't want that to happen. We, we can't have somebody stopping this thing before it goes too long. Uh, we can't, we, we'd rather not have the, a little problem with somebody else with a gun in there. That's why we work out training between the law enforcement on base. We work out training with those who want to carry on base. They do some maybe a weekend package, some kind of training, some kind of shooting, testing, classroom package, to where we work out the details, how to respond to this incident, what to do after you've neutralized the threat, what to do when responding units are arriving. You know, drop your weapon, uh, put in your holster, lay down on the ground, notify one of the officers that you're armed as soon as you can. 
we, we can work out these things. We can make these things easier so they work well together. I just think this whole excuse of, of not, we can't let everybody have guns because we'll probably shoot the wrong people when we get there, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it does happen sometimes in the civilian world. It has happened. It will most likely happen again. And it shouldn't be happening. When it does happen, it's normally either a mistake by the officer or it's a mistake by the individual. We've got to do things in the civilian world and in the military after we implement this to make sure this doesn't happen again or do take every step that we possibly can as concealed carry weapons permit holders than we, as we possibly can. Now, the best part about this whole thing, my whole plan here, my idea, is it doesn't cost anything. This is not going to cost anything at all. You go to the training, you bring your own ammo, you bring your own gun. I will gladly do that. I will pay a range fee. I will pay for the lamination and the paper uh, that you use to give you my little card that's signed by the provost marshal or whoever's going to sign it. I'll pay for all that. No problem. It's not going to cost any money to the DOD. No taxpayer dollars are going to be used. It's not going to cost the military base anything. Now here's what I propose right ahead. What I think we should do right away is do a test. And I would bet my retirement on this. I guarantee you this is going to work. And our point as gun owners and gun rights activists will be proven once again. This isn't anything new. I'm not coming up with this on my own. Uh, we let people carry guns, responsible people carry guns. Good things happen, bad things stop happening. That's just the way it's been. It's the way it's going to keep being. That's just how it is. I propose that you allow staff and COs and officers if they have a valid concealed carry permit and they haven't been in any trouble or any court martials, of course, if they had court martial, they'll probably be being processed for removal. They don't have any, you know, NJPs, anything under the UCMJ, punitive action in the past, say, it'll make it hard. Four years or eight years, who cares? And they've passed a reasonable qualification, some kind of qualification with that pistol, knowing that they're, they can accurately fire their weapon, manipulate it, handle it safely, unload it, load it, do all the basics very well. That's it. It's a reasonable qualification. Uh, and pass a test, you know, maybe some training with the law enforcement last about a day. And, you know, then they're allowed to carry on base. Now, I know some of you are pissed right now because you're thinking, what can NCOs carry or non-NCOs? Well, you know, I'm all for NCOs carrying and non-NCOs carrying. You know, if it's good enough for out there and off base, then it should be good enough for on base. That's my opinion. Not to mention when we're all carrying guns on base, you might want to go shoot up something, but you're going to think twice because you're going to know I'm sitting there eating a taco at Taco Bell with my Glock 19 on my side. You know, it's you're going to think twice about shooting the place up. It's just ridiculous that we're not doing it already. And I think I've beat that horse dead. And of course, the NCOs are qualified, just as qualified. Maybe even some of them are even more qualified. So I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying for the test. The only reason I'm saying for the test is because I've been in the Marine Corps almost 15 years, and I know how these people think. I know how the upper management, so to speak, I know how they think. You throw something at them like staff and CEOs and officers, and they're more apt to go for it. You throw the word everybody carries all at once for a test, then they're like, oh, we can't do that. They don't even trust the Lance Corporals and below. Uh, it's E3 and below. Or actually E5 and below. They don't trust unless you're married. Uh, they don't trust E5 and below to have a vehicle here in Okinawa. They can't even buy a car and drive around. So much less carry a gun on base. That'd be just crazy. That's how I know how they think. So that's why I'm proposing something, a modest test. So I'm saying from the beginning, staff and COs and officers. And we can put a time and service limit on it. Maybe this makes them feel better because they know that we have, 
I guess, more to lose getting close to retirement or uh, a career is still where we have that to worry about where some people just come in for four years and they don't care. You know, I, I, that's the way they think. I'm not saying that's how Daniel Shaw thinks. I think you guys probably know better than that. But that's what I suggest. A test with staff and COs and officers. And then once the base have been proven safer, these bad guys stop shooting at the place. Now, I'm not saying just because we've been caring for two years and nobody shoots up anybody on base, then, you know, we save the day because that may not happen anyway. It may not happen ever again. I'm guessing it probably will. I'm, it's, we're showing a string. It's, it's going to keep happening. But I'm, I'm not trying to push out a post hoc fallacy here or anything like that. But then after the, you know, staff and CEOs and officers have been doing it without snapping, without having that road rage or arguments or anything and shooting up people and there's not bloods running through the streets on base, let's let the NCOs carry. And then after that's gone for a while, we'll let everybody carry. And our bases will be safer. I will feel safer going to work, coming home from work. And I'll be able to carry on and off base if I'm in uniform or out of uniform. I don't think this is, you know, extreme. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's perfectly fine. I think I summed it up pretty well earlier. If it's if these bad things aren't happening in the civilian sector, then of course they're not going to happen with the America's finest. Hey, I know I mentioned in the past when I was talking to Stan, and, and I, I think when I was talking with someone else or recording a recent show, I was telling you about my M9A1. But I bought a, uh, a Breda 92FS Type M9A1, and uh, I had it sent straight from uh, the store after I bought it and, you know, did everything up on it. I had it sent to Joseph Chetwood at Crusader Weaponry, and I told him I wanted a few things. I, I ordered parts from all over the place. I ordered Miltac uh, G10 grips, which look really nice. I've heard great things about them. I haven't touched them yet. I ordered a full wolf spring kit for them, uh, wolf hammer spring, wolf every single spring there is, got it all, skeletonized combat hammer, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but it's an aftermarket, you know, Beretta competition part, and a uh, extended magazine release. That's in some sites that ended up not fitting because uh, they, the type of M9 that I got wasn't the normal one, I got the more expensive one. Not sure why, but I did. So that I got that pistol, had all those parts sent to him, sent to Joseph, and he's put everything together for me. He's hooked it all up, and the coolest thing I had him do, other than uh, polish my feet, ramp up nice, and give me a little magazine well. Actually, I think he did the mag well. I'm not sure, because we got on a really tight time crunch, because the pistol's got to get over to Jason at uh, Concealment Solutions. If you listen to the gun dude, you know who that is. You can find him at concealmentsolutions.com. He's hooking me up with a holster and some magazine pouches. So the pistol's got to get to him this weekend so he can make me a holster so I can pick it up when I get there Monday afternoon. But Joe, he caracoded my slide. And caracode didn't have the color selection that I wanted, so he duracoded my receiver in World War II olive drab. He's got some pictures up on Facebook. Uh, not incredibly clear, but uh, not bad. Um... As soon as I finish recording this, I'll throw it up on the Gunfighter Cast page. So go to Gunfighter Cast Facebook page. Check it out. Uh, that's my new pistol. Can't wait to meet it. I haven't touched it yet because they had a special order from the gun store. But I'll get to meet it Monday whenever I get to Salt Lake City. And Stan picks me up, and hopefully he's got it with him. But we'll see. But that's pretty much it. You know, I, I had him do all the stuff to it, and he's worked on it. Made it real nice, and he's went out and test-fired it. Held some nice groups. Shot really well. And I'm going to try it out. And luckily, uh, I've already got this deal going. 
uh, with George Hill. I told him that he's got to shoot next to me when we shoot Mag 40. And then I told Joe that he's going to be on the other side of George. Basically, Joe Joe's a former Marine or a former active duty Marine. Of course, he's still a Marine because you know, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. But we've got this thing going on. You know, I'm sure George is probably going to listen to this, but you know, earmuffs, George. Basically, we're going to make sure that George Hill does not outshoot either one of us. Now, if that means Joe takes his firing pin out of his pistol, or the, the stage is getting ready to happen and it's a reload drill, and I reach over and grab his magazine out of his magazine pouch and throw it like way behind us. If that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Uh, if I have to shoot on his target a little bit uh, because I'm doing well and I want to make it look like he's missing or something, then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, we're we're going to use teamwork. Uh, we're going to cheat as much as we possibly can. We're going to do whatever we can do to make sure that George Hill doesn't beat me or Joseph Chetwood uh, in the qualification or basically any of the stages during the d days of MAG-40. My goal used to be to outshoot Mass and get the $5 bill. I still want to do that, and I told Mass that I only accept crisp $5 bills. But, you know, right now my goal is to have fun making George Hill not shoot well. That's what I want to do. So stay in touch with that. Hopefully whenever I record with those two guys, then you'll hear us cracking up how we're joking on George and uh, how he's mad at us. That's what I'm going for. So stay tuned for that one. But I'm really impressed with what Joe's done with my pistol. Can't wait to touch it. And I'll get pictures up for it and for you guys and give you a little review on it. I'll tell you how it shot. And uh, I'll tell you how Jason's stuff from Concealment Solutions, how his uh, holster and his magazine pouch have worked out for me. I'll give all that in my, I guess, after I run my my shows or whatever. I don't know what order I'll put them out in, but uh, I'll do that in my post-MAG-40 show. That's, uh, I guess, some things you can look forward to. All right, well, that's pretty much it for things I wanted to talk about today. You know, I'm actually at work and lunchtime's almost over. I just wanted to record something real quick because uh, I was going through my stuff and getting my microphone out. And I was, you know what, I'll take this to work and during lunchtime I'll record something. That's what I'm doing. So you probably hear some our uh, jet engine air condition that's in here in the background. Probably remove most of that when I do my editing, but I just wanted to get something out of you guys and something right before Mag 40 to tell you what's going on and, and uh, what my plan is for that. Lastly, there's something I'm going to leave you with: Gunfighter Cast, Gun Rights Radio Network, all your favorite podcasters that you listen to. They put a lot of time and effort into doing these podcasts. They can always use donations. I talked about the Zoom that you guys bought me. There's always something we need. Websites we got to pay for. We got bills to pay. It's always. And you're welcome to send Gunfighter Cast a donation, but what I'm really asking you for is to send the Gun Rights Radio Network a donation. What they need more than uh, a one-time donation, one-time donations are great, but it, the Gun Rights Radio Network basically survives off of the donations that people give yearly subscriptions where they pay $24 or $25 a year uh, for their podcast. I don't think that's too much to ask. You're getting all these podcasts from the network. Mark Vandenberg spends thousands of dollars of his own money a year. Each one of the podcasters spends countless you know, amounts of money altogether to do their podcast. Me, whether it's buying software, hardware, I spend money all the time. You know, I'm having to, you, you know, the gun dudes always talk about getting over on your wife with buying a gun and stuff like that. You know, I got to do stuff with podcasts and try to get over on my wife. If I told her I was buying a gun, she'd be like, that's cool. But then she's like, you spending more money on that gunfighter cast? You know, like, it's always something, you know, and it's tough. And the, the network, you know, that's just me, but the whole network that keeps us together, that's where your money needs to go. That's where they're really hurting. They've lost a lot of subscriptions. Not sure if it's a, uh, a data problem with the websites. 
uh, or if it's you know people are actually canceling their subscriptions. But you're getting a free service. You're getting all these podcasters who give their time, their experience to share it with you. There's some big names in the industry, you know, with the Pro Arms podcast and some of the other podcasts, Michael Bain, everybody else that's that's in the network. It's huge. You know, we're we're growing every day. We're adding new podcasts. There's always something going on. All you got to do is go to iTunes or just subscribe, and it's suddenly on your computer or on your mobile device. You know, it's uh, it's really easy for you. All I'm asking, hook the network up. If you've got to get extra five bucks, a hundred bucks, <laughs> whatever. If it's two dollars, that helps. You know, anything, whatever you got, we appreciate it. And I know you guys appreciate the, what the podcasters do and the network does. But, you know, it's not free. So, please, think about it if you can, if you got something to spare, help out the network. Now, I don't usually ask for donations or bring up the network needing money or anything, but it's become an issue here recently with the network. And uh, I would hate for something to happen and we not be able to afford to do this as the network and start to break apart to a bunch of individual shows. Because right now, things are working great. We're growing leaps and bounds. Just we're held back with money. Hopefully, we even get the, we get our bills paid this month. That's being always glad to be here. Always glad to record. Always glad to get emails, uh, questions, comments, complaints, responses, uh, additions, whatever you got. Always happy to have that. If I don't respond through an email, I will likely respond on the show. Uh, if I don't respond at all, I apologize. I can assure you that I read every single email, and I would say. 90% of the time, I respond to every e- email in some way, whether it's a thank you or something elaborate. Right. Well, thanks again for listening. Glad you guys are here. And thanks again for letting me shoot Mag40. Speaking of money that you guys have donated, you definitely came out and did that one. Man. Thanks, guys. I uh, cannot wait to go shoot, and I'll tell you guys all about it. All right. Until next time, Comfortercast. Cast.